Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to episode 83 of Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, co-hosts Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to Your Your I I Do Do Crew. Today, on a very special episode of Your I Do Crew. (laughs) Sorry, I grew up in the 80s with all those afternoon specials, so I've always wanted to do that. But today is a unique episode of Your I Do Crew, because it's wedding season. And so Lindsay and I have been struggling to make our calendars match up. So to ease some of the burden on us, what we've done is decided to do two solo episodes. We're each going to have one where we deep dive on a topic that's really specific to our wedding business. So today, I apologize to all of you Lindsay fans because you're going to get me. So today, I'm going to tell you how to write the very best wedding vows you've ever heard. I'll also ask you to bear with me today because I'm fighting a mean case of laryngitis. So sorry if I'm a little froggy. Also, if you're interested in receiving any of the resources that I talk about today, be that my couple's questionnaire or my vow writing worksheet, you can email me at atan at weddingsfortheages.com and I will be more than happy to send them to you. That's A-T-O-N-N at weddingsfortheages.com. Shoot me an email and I'm more than happy to share those worksheets with you. So when I'm working with my couples, one of the most common things that I hear is, you know, we'd really like to write our own vows, but we're really just not sure how to start. Or maybe even more frequently, one member of the couple will say, yeah, I'd really like to write our own vows, but the other one won't be quite as excited about it. Sometimes they feel a little bit of intimidation or they're worried about sounding romantic enough or eloquent enough or maybe just coming up with the right words to say. So what I love to do is really put their concerns at ease by letting them know that they're not alone. I have a vow writing worksheet that I love to give to all of my couples. Some use it, some don't, but it's a great resource to have. And the vow worksheet actually goes through all of the steps that you should really be thinking about when you want to write those perfect vows. Secondarily, I always offer myself as a vow coach to help the couple to make sure that the vows are a good length, that they match each other in tone, and that they are going in the same direction. It's always a little awkward when one member of a couple might have written three pages and the other writes three lines, or it's just as awkward when one member of a couple might write something that's really heartfelt and sentimental and the other one treats it as an opportunity to do some stand-up or have a roast. So when I work directly with the couples on their vows, what I like to do is have them each send me their first draft and from there we'll develop them so that they match in length and in tone. So that there might be some funny parts, but there will still be some heartfelt parts. And they're usually about the same length. And we try to shoot for a good range of about, around about 300 words. I usually find is a pretty good length for vows. Much longer than that, and your guests start to fall asleep. But on the flip side, much shorter than that, and you run the risk of them thinking, really, is that all you got? (laughs) The other tool that I give my couples is actually something that I have them fill out for me. So every one of my couples gets a little piece of homework when they book with either me or one of my officiants. And that piece of homework is a couple's questionnaire. It's about two and a half pages or so of questions about their relationship. 
and it's one of the ways that we get to know our couples on an abbreviated basis. We haven't been around since the very beginning of their relationship, so we don't know all the ins and outs and inside jokes, nicknames, funny stories, and things like that. But this questionnaire is really an in-depth look at all the things they've been through. We ask our couples things like, how did you meet? What were your first impressions? How have they changed? What was your best date? What was your worst date? Etc. 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 So many times when couples are beginning to work on their vows, I turn them back towards their own answers on the questionnaire and say, you know, a lot of what you can build from is going to come from the answers that you gave me in there. But I'm getting ahead of myself. As I said, I send almost all of my couples the vow writing worksheet. And what it is, is it's a two-page worksheet that really helps you frame and start to begin thinking about how to write those vows. It really has a systematic step-by-step process on how to begin thinking about things in the right way and how to frame them so that they'll sound appropriate as part of your wedding ceremony. So the worksheet is about two pages, and the first page is basically all instructions. It's bullet points on how to start and where to go and what to kind of cue up in your brain to make sure that you're in the right headspace to write these vows. The second page is actually a list of sample vows that I have helped other couples to write. Uh, what I would call my all-stars, I guess I'd say. Um, so it's about five sample vows that I have worked with other couples to create and develop and a couple of them I've written from scratch but that page is to give couples an idea of a good structure a good length and how it should all kind of fit and flow together and in that sample page are a variety of different structures of vows because you can do it in a couple of different ways probably my favorite way to craft vows is to do what I call the chronological order in which you start your vows by saying when we met, blah, 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 and over time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and now, da, 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 so on and so forth. This has a really nice flow, and you can pace it out to tell a story. And then usually, once you've gone through past and present, then you get to the future, and then you get to the, I'm going to be this type of spouse, I promise to do this, I promise to do that. And that's really at the core of the vows, because you think of a vow is a promise. The vows are the promises that you are making to your spouse on your wedding day about the kind of life that you will live, about the kind of spouse that you will be, about the kind of things that you will do and, and the kind of life that you will create together. And so that becomes the future portion. So you've got past, present and future. And again, I would say that's the most common structure of vows to write. 90% of the time, that is going to work very well for most couples. It's going to feel pretty natural to write, and it's going to feel pretty natural to say as well. It's going to be something that your guests can follow pretty easily too. Of course, you can do different things. You don't have to do the chronological order. And especially if you're doing some different and unique things, uh, if you're having a themed wedding or anything like that, you can go off the rails a little bit. I've had couples who have interleaved some pieces of classic literature into their vows, which is really neat. I've had couples that have woven in movie quotes. I've had couples that have, again, if they have a very thick or distinct theme to their wedding, vis-a-vis, -vis, I'll just go from my past, uh, Star Wars, Harry Potter, um, The Legend of Zelda, those times you can, again, weave in some really neat and unique things that pertain to your theme and can 
can let you sidetrack a little bit on the vows, but most of the time you can't go wrong with the chronological order, trust me. So that's an idea of how to structure everything, but how do you actually start writing them? Well, here's my first tip. The sweetest sound in the world is to hear the sound of your own name spoken by the love of your life. So what I always tell couples is start your vows by saying the other person's name. Start with that and say it frequently. You don't have to be the greatest poet in the world because every time you say their name, it's like a miniature love letter. Because when you love somebody that much, and when you are in the heat of the moment, at the height of emotion, when you say their name, all of that emotion, all of that adoration is going to come through in that. So that's tip number one. Say their name and say it often. Tip number two, and this kind of goes along with creating that chronological timeline story is imagine that 50 years from now your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren ask you to tell them the story of your romance so how would you start that is there some funny anecdote about the way that you met was it in a class was it at work was it reaching for the same magazine in a rite aid or a cvs it could be something really mundane or something really silly but it's unique to you Everyone has a different love story, and this is your chance to tell your significant other how magical it was the very first time that you met. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel either. Yes, a lot of vows start with phrases like, from the moment we met, the very first time that I saw you, the first time I held your hand, or phrases like that, and that's okay. There are a finite number of words in the English language, and there are a finite number of ways that you can put them together. So don't worry if you're saying something and it feels like it might have been said before, or if you're borrowing a phrase from a book or a movie, that's okay. If it's coming through in your voice, in your words, then it's going to be right and it's going to feel good and it's going to feel completely appropriate in the moment. I also have couples sometimes tell me that they're worried about being too cheesy and what I've always said and what I will stand by until the day that I die is that weddings are the time in your life to be cheesy. People ask me how I write wedding ceremonies and what I've always said, half joking but half not, is that wedding ceremonies are the natural evolution of bad high school love poetry. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Because everything in a wedding is very heightened. On the day of a wedding, everyone is feeling very sentimental. They're feeling very in the moment. And so all of the things that are said out of context could be considered trite or even very cheesy. But in that moment, with all of that meaning and emotion behind it, it's entirely appropriate. So don't worry about feeling too cheesy or sounding cheesy when you're speaking your vows. Even if they are... Like Kraft says, the cheesiest. It's your wedding. This is when you're supposed to be cheesy. If you're a naturally funny couple, you can absolutely introduce some humor into it. Now, I usually wouldn't say to make it a total laugh fest. You do want to have some heartfelt emotion behind it. But I've had couples who really toe the line. And that can be really fun, both for them and for the guests. Sometimes people have some anxiety about standing up in front of their family and friends and bearing their soul. And so introducing some humor into the vows can really take some of the edge off of that. So as you're telling that love story, as you're telling it in your words, if there's an inside joke or if there's something ridiculous that happened in your relationship, 
definitely bring that up and frame it in a funny way. I always say if there's something you can say to make your fiance laugh during your vows, you should absolutely take that opportunity. They always say laughter is the best medicine and laughter truly does do a lot of great things for us. It releases endorphins, it makes us feel good, and sometimes if you're really hammering that sentimentality in your vows, it can make the other person very, very emotional. And they may not want to break out into full down ugly crying tears. So adding that bit of humor can act like a pressure release and so that they can let it out before the tears get too overwhelming. And even if it's a really inside joke, that's okay. It's your day. It can be something that's just for the two of you. It doesn't have to be a joke that everyone's going to get. The likelihood is that you're going to have some people at your wedding that are probably your fourth cousin twice removed or maybe that college roommate that you haven't spoken to in a long time but since Aunt Gertrude canceled you had an open seat and they're not going to get the joke even if everybody else would. So it's okay to have things in there that are just for the two of you. But as you continue along writing the vows and telling that love story and telling the story of the two of you, make sure to include some ways that you feel like your fiance has made your life better. Obviously, you wouldn't be getting married if you didn't make each other happy. But elaborate on that. How is it that they have helped you to become a better person? How have they enabled you to reach your goals? How would your life have been different and in parentheses here, worse, without their influence. Talk about that. It doesn't even have to be something that they have consciously or physically or intentionally done. Sometimes just their very presence has allowed you to mature and become the best version of yourself. But sometimes it has been something that they did intentionally. Maybe they took a lower job so that you would have a chance to finish school and improve your prospects. Or maybe you did that for them. In any way, the more the two of you have developed together as a couple, you've helped each other to develop as individuals as well. And as you continue telling that story, that story of your love, that story of how you've gotten from the first day to this giant day, take an opportunity to talk about the future. What does the next chapter of your life look like? What do you see in the future with your spouse? Do you see growing your family? Do you see getting more pets? Maybe moving, maybe getting a bigger house, a smaller house, maybe doing different hobbies, going on adventures. The sky is the limit. Whatever you see in your future, talk about that and how excited it makes you. And in tandem with talking about the future, this is the perfect time to add in those promises. These are the vows. And I always tell my couples, try to think of at least three promises to make to the other person. And these are going to be unique and different for every couple. I always say three is the bare minimum. If you can do five, six, or seven, even better. And these promises can be as broad or as unique to your relationship as you want them to be. Many couples say things to the effect of, I promise to love you for the rest of our lives, no matter what. I promise to stand by your side, come what may, whatever life gives us, or other similar statements like that. And those usually play off of the old traditional classic wedding vows that you would hear to have and to hold, sickness and in health, better for worse, till death do us part, the OG wedding vows. <laughs> so you can always take inspiration from those. But sometimes you can have more fun with it. You can get more goofy. I've had couples say things like, I promise to always squish the spiders when they come in the house. I promise to always make the best chicken tetrazzini you've ever had. I promise to always wash the dishes on playoff days. It can be anything that is unique and special to the two of you. 
And after you've made those promises, like I said, minimum of three, after the promises is a good time to tie it all together. And the way that I like to think of that is you always remember the last thing that somebody told you. So the last thing in your vows should be something that you always want your spouse to remember. Many couples finish with some variation of, I love you more than anything, and I promise to love you for the rest of our lives. And again, this can be a great place to throw in something that's unique to you. If you have a favorite movie, this could be a great place to throw in a movie quote. If you have a favorite book, this could be a great place to throw that in as well, especially if they pertain to love and commitment. So here's an example of how to wrap up your vows using a line from one of my favorite movies, Goodwill Hunting. After making your promises to your spouse, you could say, you know, in Goodwill Hunting, they said, it doesn't matter if the guy is perfect or the girl is perfect, as long as they're perfect for each other. And I know that you're perfect for me. I love you. Oh, now wasn't that sweet? <laughs> Truly though, as a pro tip, the best thing to do is always end with I love you and your partner's name. That's a good way to wrap up your vows. And I think that's a good way to wrap up the episode too. Actually, before we finish, a few closing tips about how to actually physically write them and read them. First and foremost, don't try to memorize them. It's your wedding day. You are going to have so many things on your mind. You are going to be at the heightened emotion. Your adrenaline's going to be pumping. You're up there in front of everybody. You're probably wearing fairly uncomfortable clothing. Don't try to memorize your vows. Have them written out. The last thing you'd want to do is to get up there in front of everyone and for your mind to go blank and you'd have to make something up on the spot. I have had that happen to couples before who chose not to write down their vows and it doesn't go well. Generally speaking, they either throw a couple of sentences out there and then kind of peter out or they go on some long and rambling thing that doesn't really go anywhere and doesn't give justice to what they really wanted to say. So write them down and then read them off of your sheet. And here's my points for writing them down. I'm a digital guy, I like digital things. If you're going to print them out, print them out on a full sheet of printer paper and use like 24 point font. Yes, it's going to feel ridiculous. It's going to feel like a billboard. But here's the thing, you may want to A, not wear your glasses on your wedding day for photos, or B, even if you are wearing your glasses, or if you don't even wear glasses, you're probably going to get a little misty-eyed. And when the tears start creeping up into your eyes, you're going to be very glad that you used a large font. This is another reason to keep the vows fairly short, as I said, about 300 words because you can fit most of that on one page with a large font. If you start getting into 500 or more words, you're gonna to have to shrink that down to about 10 point font. You're gonna be squinting at it or pulling out the granny glasses. The other option, if you don't want to print them out, is to write them. Nowadays online, you can really easily get those mine and yours vow books, which are super cute. I'm sure you can find them at almost any craft store or almost any online store that deals in any type of wedding goods. I've seen couples use those, and they're very, very cute, and they make a wonderful keepsake, especially since it's written in your own handwriting. So as I said at the beginning, if you'd like me to send you those resources, the vow writing worksheet and the questionnaire, just send an email to atan at weddingsfortheages.com, and I'll email them right back to you. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, feel free to send those to me as well, especially if you think I missed anything or if you have any great vow tips to share. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate that you choose to spend your time with us. If you'd like to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash your I do crew and contribute. 
You can help us improve our recording quality, lessen our editing time, and do more fun and unique things with the podcast. But above all, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, like next week when we interview Chandra Cornelia, the owner of Eventique, a Caribbean-based destination wedding planning service. Chandra gave us an amazing interview with a ton of great information, and I'm not going to lie, you are going to love her accent. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.